0: Buckle up and get ready for another episode of the Geoholics podcast. But before we get started, here are a few words from our friends of the program.
1: Land Surveyors United. Land Surveyors United is not just a community of land surveyors. It is a living library, a social network, an educational platform, a discussion forum, a theater, and so much more. The LSU Network is a rapidly evolving community where professional land surveyors around the world share what they have learned during their career as a land surveyor. Inside, you can both contribute to the collective knowledge about surveying shared for future generations or learn something new every single day. The Land Surveyors United team and members of this community are working hard every day to break down the barriers that have for so long kept the industry isolated. In this network, the language and cultural obstacles have been eliminated from your communication. Please visit LandSurveyorsUnited.com for more information. Unify Aero Solutions LLC. Unifly was born in 2015 out of a vision to unify drone surveying, data management, and CAD conversion under a single umbrella, creating a one-stop shop that solves all your problems. UniFly's surveyors, analysts, and drones fly the extra mile to bring this vision to life every single day within your own office. Engineered to fit all your requirements, Unifly follows a unique 3D approach, that being Drones. Easy to deploy, high-precision drones to add an edge to your surveying tools, taking your operational efficiency and mapping analysis up a few notches. Data. Infinitely improved cloud-based data processing is now reality, thanks to their tightly controlled data analytics and management system. Elevate your business to new heights by effectively processing your data for enhanced productivity. Drafting. Unifly provides end-to-end solutions under one roof by offering CAD drafting and conversion solutions for your orth or photos, allowing you to process your drone data in any format you need. Please visit unifly.arrow for more information. Bad Elf. I'm told by the Bad Elf folks that choosing a company name can be quite challenging, but apparently copious amounts of German beer and hearty cuisine greatly aid the brainstorming process. The Bad Elf name was conceived in October 2009, while the team was attending a conference in Ludwigsburg, Germany. Bad Elf envisions designs and manufactures niche hardware and software as it relates to data collection. They are changing the business model and quite frankly, the world of GPS by planning to democratize it, meaning making it realistic for anyone and everyone to collect survey-grade data. Bad Elf is engineering magic, and I can't wait to see what they have in store for our listeners as we move forward into 2020 please visit bad-elf.com for more information. Parkland College Land Survey Program. The land surveying program at Parkland College in Champaign, Illinois, is one of just two surveyor training programs in the state of Illinois. They offer two schedule formats, which provides opportunities to both traditional students and working adults. The traditional track is a certificate or associate degree option with on-campus classes throughout the week, preparing students to be land surveying technicians or to transfer on for bachelor's degree as they pursue professional licensure. The weekend land surveying program presents an affordable, convenient way for working adults to return to school to complete required coursework to become a surveyor intern on the path to professional licensure. No matter the desired format, the curriculum incorporates traditional techniques with total stations and automatic levels, current applications with GPS, as well as emerging technologies like drones and UAVs. The instructional staff includes five licensed surveyors with experience in large and small parcel boundaries, altas, topo surveys, construction staking, right-of-way and easement acquisitions, DOT work, subdivisions, condos, highway plats, commercial and residential surveys engineering and design as well as drone flight planning execution and aerial imagery processing parkland's land surveying program was the proud recipient of the 2016 national council of examiners for engineering and surveying serving award please visit parkland.edu slash surveying for more information Thanks again to our friends of the program. If you too would like to be part of the Cool Kids as well, send us an email at info at to find out more. We've got another great episode on tap for you, so thanks again for listening. And please continue to like and share our podcast with your professional network as we are relying on you to spread the word about the Geoholics. <laughs> How about that, boys?
0: That is some mean drumming. That's going to be cannot missed. cannot
1: tell me that is not one of the best
0: songs ever. Just an opening riff on that.
1: Oh, my goodness. Rest in peace, Neil Peart. We, uh, you're going to be missed, my friend. You're listening to episode 19 of the Geoholics, a podcast produced by and for Geomatics professionals, also known as the Shane Doan episode. Ah, the there local boy. Captain Coyote.
0: Uh, well, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Tony Gwen.
1: Well, that's true, too. That would have M- been a good one. Mr. Padre. One. It is hockey season, though.
0: I know. I'm a baseball lifer.
1: I know you are. Uh, speaking of that, I did see Chris Bryant might be coming,
0: possibly, to and, the Diamondbacks. If I, that
1: I, happened, holy
0: crap. You text, and I thought you were, you know, had, had an accident in your pants when I you read that. I was pretty giddy when I read that, no question. A little schoolgirl action. Absolutely. So get this. With the new year, we
1: started something exciting. Anyone that donates twenty bucks or more to the Geoholics GoFundMe account will receive a highly sought-after Geoholics bracelet and have their names mentioned on the next podcast.
0: And you can pick who reads the name. Well, P- sure, why not? We'll put we'll put producer Jake to more work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd love to.
1: So our first four donators, donors, 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 donors. Uh, well, Shane Doan, donors. That's awesome. Ah, Perfect. There we like go. It. Our first four donors are Nathan Gardner, Tim Evans, Mike Kenny, and Bob Wesoloski. There you go. So those four uh, fine gentlemen will be receiving their uh, sought-after Geoholics bracelet, uh, and uh, we appreciate their support. So, Do you
0: hand-deliver you these bracelets? Thank you so much.
1: Uh, well, yet to be determined. Okay. The opening number, of course, was uh, Rush. And the song is Limelight from the Moving Pictures record. Um, for obvious reasons, we decided to go with Rush for this episode. And I was thinking about it, and I'm going to age myself here, but the first three albums that I ever purchased, <coughs> and I'm a music guy, right? So the first three albums I ever purchased, Pink Floyd, The Wall, Boston, the Boston album, which is the first one, and then Rush 2112. And,
0: and and these were actual like records, records LPs. Yeah, yes, that yes. old.
1: I had the Pioneer tuner and I think I had a Pioneer turntable and eventually a Pioneer cassette player. <laughs> and uh yeah, it was it was awesome. And I was I was doing some research and I saw that Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters actually said that Neil Peart has hands of God. So that's right. a pretty high compliment I would say. That's
0: high praise.
1: High praise no doubt. We are of course in uh, the iconic now iconic, Studio One here at Social Hall. Um, Not a whole lot new at Social Hall. We're here on Tuesday night, so it is Top Shelf Tuesday, meaning Top Shelf spirits are all half off. And uh, I am having a Weller's, as a matter of fact. I don't drink Weller's except for when I'm here, just especially on a Tuesday night, because you can't beat the deal.
0: That's why you doubled down on it <laughs> Two Double for down. the price of one
1: Exactly, exactly So uh, if you're in Arizona, come check out Social Hall uh, Great menu, great great beer list um, And of course the, the spirits uh, and the craft cocktails are, are second to none so.
0: And with your talk of Shane Doan, this is a Coyotes bar
1: Indeed it is
0: Unfortunately they're at home tonight and we should be there instead of here But, <laughs> you know, commitments
1: We gotta get the boys on a, on another winning streak, that's for sure uh, let's catch up with the boys, producer Jake. What's new, man?
2: I'm doing really well, guys. This is a big week for me this week. Yesterday, I started uh, classes for the last time, I guess. This is the start of my last semester, so this is a big milestone. That's got to feel good. Yeah, it is. Just graduate here, and I go full time geoholics.
0: Yes, right. finally.
2: I like the sounds of that. Quadruple
0: <laughs> the salary yet again.
2: I like the sounds of that.
1: I uh, I heard recently that Tesla has been named the, and I know you're a Tesla. Super fan. I heard they've been officially dubbed the most valuable automotive company ever.
2: Yeah, they've been uh, up 85. Their stock has been valued up 85 percent since up September. So wow, making making money now. So. They said
0: Elon was like due for like 345 million dollars or something like that. Jeez, that's unbelievable. That's not a bad payday.
2: Crazy, crazy. Yeah,
1: I know. I also know you're a super fan of Boeing. Mm-hmm. That's been a little rough lately.
2: Yeah, a little bit since April, but it's gonna come around. I think with with once they get everything sorted out and the new triple seven X, everything's everything's gonna come back around. It always does for them. So
1: yep. And the 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 plane that was shot down over in
2: Iran. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. That was a
1: Boeing jet. Right? Yeah,
2: just it was just uh, it was a seven three seven. It was just uh, just a little bit over three years old.
1: Yeah, well, wow. And yeah, when it first happened, you know, of course everyone made it out to be like it was an accident. Yeah. You know, so immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the last thing Boeing needs right now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know. F- it yeah,
2: they ruled that a mechanical accident or, or whatever, like, almost, I think it was like an hour or something after and people were tweeting out that that was like, if that's true, that they w- that it was like historic to t- call it that that yeah. quickly. So sure. you yeah. knew something was up when they, like, they come out that quickly yep. and they can assess something like that. So
1: Yep, yep, no doubt.
0: Ryan, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, Well, if you guys got a minute to listen, I got a, a little bit of a dilemma and I want to get everybody's opinion here.
1: Get it off your chest.
0: Baby. I got a six-year-old. He's the greatest kid in the world, of course. I have to say that. Yes, I have to say that. And, you know, I can believe it when I do. He had a little, uh, it wasn't him, but the group that he was hanging out with in school got in trouble for pushing and fighting. And I know my son, he's like too lazy to fight. And he was just kind of, he claims that he stood there. He didn't do anything. And I have no reason not to believe him. The teacher's making him all right an apology to the PE teacher because it was in that class wow. so Carrie my wife and I the lovely Carrie and I were' talking with him and we're telling him don't do it don't write the apology letter just oh, like, fighting the man like if you didn't do anything just write I you know I I firmly believe this and yeah. and now we're at the point of waiting to see what happens with the dilemma and we said we'll stand up to your teacher we'll tell her. We believe you. What do you guys wow. think? Uh, I, That's big. That's yeah, huge. That, you know, I, I take Carrie's uh, lead. I t- she took the lead on it, and I follow it because she is a teacher. And, you yeah. know, it's it's – as so a six-year-old first grade that's uh, interesting we're, we're taking a stand and i'm like is this too soon are we teaching them bad things yeah. but and you, you know. know hudson well enough to know when
1: he's telling a lie i'm sure Oh,
0: absolutely and carrie cross-examined him yeah. six different ways and his story was consistent the entire time was there so. any
1: witnesses that can uh, put him at the location at the specific time i don't know
0: it's the whole class they're all it's this mass like apology letter and how many be, kids are we talking? Uh, it was the whole class, so I think it's 25. Oh,
2: yeah, that's no good. Yeah. So did he already write the letter?
0: No, that's like, it just happened today, and he's supposed to go do it tomorrow. So, so. is he
2: really going to start it off with, I firmly believe? I don't Because that might throw him for a loop once well, they read that.
0: <laughs> I, t- I take him in the morning, so I will definitely give him the pep talk and be like, all right, let's go over this. Yeah. yeah you stick with your story. Let's do this. And we'll go from there. Yeah. I might have to get in a Yeah, you might have to go represent argument. him as yeah. his lawyer. Here's
1: wow. the good news, and this is no joke. I just met a public defender downstairs yes. at the bar,
0: and oh I got his goodness.
1: card. This is no joke. That <laughs> so was meant to happen.
0: <laughs> if you need him, come talk to me. You got him on retainer already. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> what about you, Kent? What's new? <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. I had the uh, bachelor pass this past weekend because Megan, the lovely Megan, of course, was up in Canada curling for the weekend. Had a great time. Uh brought back some goodies. She uh she <laughs> she brought back these things and there's certain things that are that is that are only made in Canada that are so freaking good. Like Jake you've been to Canada. Like so Molson, you've experienced triple some Triple X. Of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she brought back these things that are called cheesies okay? So they are like um the original Cheetos on steroids. <laughs> extra crispy, extra cheesy, and I'm like Please tell me these guys have like a partnership with Labatt's or something like that because these things are the cold beers like off the charts good. <laughs> I couldn't start it. it was stop eating though, Like oh my gosh. Um, so that's that. Not a whole lot of excitement over the weekend. Watched a bunch of football, of course. Mentioning curling, we this is I'm letting the cat out of the bag a little bit, but we did record a really special episode this past Saturday, and we're probably going to release it hopefully in the next week, I think. But we sat down. Get this. I don't know how we pulled this off, but we sat down with John Landsteiner. He's the lead on Team Schuster, which for those curling nerds that are listening, Team Schuster uh, was the 2018 U.S. men's gold medal winning team. So was, that it was the a guy big that deal for like, me.
0: Was like the guy that looks like Mario on the team?
1: Uh, No, no, (laughs) that's uh, that's Matt Hamilton. Ah, okay, Matt Hamilton. So, but uh, really, really, really cool episode. Got some behind the scenes information about winning a gold medal. Uh, John's such a cool, humble guy. So, hopefully, you guys will take a listen to that. Even though it's not geomatics related, John is a civil engineer, so that was kind of the tie, I suppose. But, anyways, let's get on with our safety share. This is going to be really a short one tonight, just because our episode revolves around safety. So. My safety share that I want to make sure I mention tonight is if you see something, say something. And I have two really good examples over the past week. One of them is um, where our office is in in Chandler. They're doing some work uh, across across the parking lot, building a new restaurant, things like that. And part of the new restaurant has some some beams over the patio, and. One of our one of our employees noticed that there was a guy working on the beams without any fall protection or anything like that. So he took it upon himself to go over there, seek out the superintendent on the project, and be like, "Listen, your guy—he's uh, not following OSHA protocol or anything like that." And sure enough, next thing you know, that guy got taken down off the job. Ne- you know, next day he's up there with all the the proper, you know, safety PPE and everything else like that. So that was really good. Again, if you see something, say something. And my personal experience is. Last week, I was driving home from work, and I was on the 51. For those of you uh, in Phoenix or are familiar with Phoenix, it's a north-south highway through the, the center of town, basically. And I noticed that this person in front of me was driving very, very erratically and to the point where I'm like, this is really concerning. So I called 911. I said, I told them where I was. And I said, there's this, I, of course, describe the car, gave him the license plate and everything like that. And I, I followed the car until like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes later, an officer like pulled in like in front of me behind the car and, and pulled this person over. So, again, you know, it, it, it kind of goes along with situational awareness. That we talked about last episode, but don't hesitate. If you see something, say something. And I'm sure we'll get into that more with our guests this evening. Um, Was that
0: erratic driving uh, alcohol related or texting? I you, mean, you never know anymore. You don't know. Used to be, oh, drunk driver, yep. guaranteed. And that's now.
1: a really good point because I was driving to work today, and just coincidentally, this guy was driving a uh, like a, a work van, let's say, and just weaving. You know, not as bad as the example I gave you, but still, nonetheless, just kind of going from one side of the lane to the other. And sure as shit, I got up next to him, and he's he's driving. He's got both hands like over his steering wheel, holding his phone. You know, texting. Ugh. As he's driving, you know, and I so badly, I had to get off at the ramp, but I so badly wanted to get behind him, like get his vehicle number. I'm sure they had like, you know, how's my driving type thing on the back or whatever. Um, And I'm typically not that guy, but I'm pretty sensitive to it. And when I, when I, when I see that, I'm like, God, it's just so frustrating. So frustrating. So anyways, we'll get, we'll get more into the safety talk here with our, with our guests today. Uh, We are fortunate to have John Bingham with us on the episode today. So, John, thank you so much for being here. First and foremost, we appreciate your time. Um, I'm going to give John's bio here real quick. I always call it like the Bachelor bio because that's kind of how it comes across. But we'll chat about it. So, John was born in Coronado, California.
0: That's not a bad place to be. (laughs) Let's start off with that. That's pretty
1: amazing. Um, I mentioned that there was two people at my wedding. We got married on Coronado, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's a great Right place. on the yeah. beach in front of uh, the, the the hotel right there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool place.
1: Yeah, freaking awesome. I mean, you grew up in San Antonio.
3: Correct. Awesome. You got two boys? I do. How old are your boys? Uh, one is 31, and the other, he'll be 18 this month.
1: Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah.
0: Do they get in any fights at school?
3: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had or to do it. Yeah, 31 and 18, you know, <laughs> not quite anymore. Well, I told him, don't follow the rules, whatever you do. So, yeah, <laughs> stand up to everybody.
1: So. Good advice, no doubt. Uh, your hobbies include hunting and fishing and enjoying time with your beautiful girlfriend, Jessica. You come in with the uh, the Hoyt hat on, which is super cool. Um, so, you do a lot of archery hunting? I do. Awesome. And are you from, well, how, much, how long have you lived in Arizona?
3: Uh, I moved out here in... Uh, excuse me um 2004 2000, okay yeah. so well,
1: you've been here for quite some time i have yeah right on so do you do you elk hunting and all that
3: if you're yeah if i'm fortunate enough to draw a tag you know I okay. d- don't get to do nearly as much hunting as i'd like to but uh yeah yeah i try to you know get out there as quick as often as i can
1: yeah you'll appreciate this story so i uh went to school in southern illinois um and i don't know, lived there for gosh i don't know 12 years total and started bow hunting in southern illinois Bought a bow, had a buddy that you know showed me all the ropes and everything, told me what to buy. Bought all the hunting gear. H- his family had some property and it was it was beautiful. Like the stands were all built already, so it was pretty easy. You Just get up in your stand and wait for something to come by. Very first time I'm out there, right? Sure as shit, I'm up in the stand here, and you know how that is. It's mm-hmm. I'm just, you know it's that buck fever thing. My heart starts racing, adrenaline starts flowing. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. And I don't know how I did it, but this uh this buck, no, not a huge buck, but this buck came, you know, within probably I don't know twenty five yards or whatever, and I, I drew back just like I was taught, and, whoosh, right in the heart, nailed him. Very first time out, it nice. was awesome. It was awesome. One of the one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah, nice. No i'm doubt not, about it.
3: I'm not jealous at all. It took me several years. <laughs> really? <to understand. laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy. It was
1: yeah. crazy. It was crazy. Have you ever done like uh like Oh, like bow f- or archery or bow fishing on with fish. I have. Yeah. You have really? Yep. That's cool. In southern Illinois, they used to, there's a lot of uh, alligator gar, mm-hmm. and they would do it with that. And I've never done it, but I watch guys do it. Like that's freaking cool. That's fun. Awesome. And you're a big MMA fan. I am. And uh, Muay Thai fighting. Uh, do you practice it?
3: Um, up Maybe until training? yeah, I have. Uh, okay. Did it for a few years up until uh, late last year. So just took a break from it. It's pretty, you know when you reach. Go ahead. The golden age, of fifty-two. <laughs> <laughs> the recovery time is a little bit longer. Um, it's, I mean, but it's it's super fun sparring and yeah. uh, it's a great workout. So yeah.
1: Yep. So you still follow the sport pretty closely then? I do. Yeah. And the big fight this weekend with uh, Connor and Cowboy. Uh, yeah. I, what do you got? Any thoughts on that? I don't know. Uh, I'm going for Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. He he trains he trains way harder and he's had a lot more fights within a short period of time sure so that that's got something to do with some mental toughness that, absolutely yeah
1: and he seems like a, just a decent human being you know yes he is in comparison to uh, mr mcgregor
0: he's not like punching old dudes in pubs or anything
1: yeah you don't like my whiskey
0: <laughs> yeah his, his whiskey sucks <laughs> i'm gonna get in a fight with a bus i got excited
3: about it and i found it at some yeah. random gas station and <laughs> And Yeah, I bought it, and it's really not that good. It's not
1: that good, yeah. yeah. I agree. Good Sorry. thing he's not here. He punched <laughs> in the head. Sorry, Connor.
0: <laughs> Stick, to <fighting>. yeah. <laughs> Stick to fighting. Stick to fighting. Stick to
1: fighting. So, uh, John, your current role is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Safety Director for Wilman Construction, correct? Correct. And it's my understanding you've been in the construction industry for quite some time, 20 years or so, and focused on safety, plus or minus 15 years of that?
3: Um. So yeah, I've uh, I've come up through the ranks, if you will. I started in construction as a uh, as a plumber's helper, and then uh, mm-hmm. moved my way up to that. Uh, actually, got hurt on the job. Mm-hmm. So this is not how you become a safety guy. This is not the way to do <laughs> it. The recommended way to do it, but this is how this, that w- that directed my path towards um, the the safety world. So worked as a plumber for a short time, and then sure. moved out here. Worked as a project engineer assistant hmm. superintendent then superintendent for a short bit got it. and then got lucky with a with a safety job
1: um so the the incident where you got hurt any details about that i mean was it was it pretty serious or um on my body it was yeah, yeah.
3: um it wasn't a fall or anything like that i was mm-hmm. simply shoveling some gravel out of a uh, uh we'd done we had done some saw cuts uh
2: mm-hmm.
3: on a ti job and i was just shoveling some gravel out and i just turned the wrong way and um uh, I already had angry discs in my back from yep. some previous rodeo activities. and
1: uh, Well, there's a whole other thing. You didn't mention the rodeo thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you no. You though. have no idea how intrigued we are by the rodeo <laughs> thing. So, so Well, I, I, I treat this all
3: like a resume. You only go back so far. <laughs> Anything that happened before that didn't exist. So. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good
1: point, no doubt. Um so did you have any other con, like career considerations? I mean, I, when you're in the construction field, there's a lot of different directions you can go, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- wh- how did you settle on safety and focusing on safety alone?
3: You know, in uh, my time in the military, they they do focus a lot on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my first jobs after getting out of the military was as a uh, safety guy for a seismic drilling company down on the Texas coast. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I got into it because I met the requirements that, you know, sure. that they want. they wanted to former military medical background, uh, that kind of deal. So just kind of fell into it like that. Um, as the oil business goes, was laid off pretty quickly and, uh, you know, it was boom bust sure. and, but I kind of kept up on that training, that experience. And so when this opportunity came along at FCI constructors, they were mm-hmm. looking for a safety guy and I said, Hey, I know a little bit about that. And. I am.
1: Worked out well, yeah, for sure. And I, I, I did forget to mention your uh, your military service. So thank you sure. for your commitment to that. And you were a medic, correct?
0: I was, yes, right on. That's a real hero there, no doubt. No. <laughs> 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 mm. Well, uh, uh, what military branch? Sorry, Army. Army. Yep. Okay. And yep. that was it. Would you based. That was the.
3: Only, that's the only military branch. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I I have no of military experience, so I trust your opinion.
3: No,
1: I I, I say that
3: because I have a ton of friends who are in the Marines. Oh, so yeah. It's like you know. Those
1: guys go back and forth, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, so Wilman Construction, tell us about uh, about your current company. Um, pretty good sized company at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, when I joined, just
3: over a year ago. I think we're about 110 employees, and since then, we've grown to a little over 150.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I know uh, I know James over there pretty well, and uh, he's, he's a great guy, and uh, you know how it is in, in the contractor world. There's a lot of contractors out there that, um, I don't know, there's a lot of contractors out there that I would not want to work for. And there's a small percentage of contractors that I would want to work for, and Wilming definitely falls under that category.
3: yeah, definitely. great I company I was knocking on their door for a couple of years, to, yeah to get in so
1: for sure and what it, does Wilming focus on a specific type of project?
3: um no, uh, you know, just like any other general contractor, we need to be a little bit diverse, so' we'll, we we we're in the industrial world, we're in the uh, commercial office space uh getting into the medical side of it public work you know fire stations and police stations uh, that sort of deal
1: i did see you guys were recently awarded was it is a airport project up in prescott correct they're doing it. that's a new, pretty exciting
3: yeah it is uh it's a new terminal expansion up there so it was a big the groundbreaking was huge it was, there was 250 people there and wow yeah it was a big deal
1: yeah that's a big deal for sure um so with the various types of projects that you guys work on and you being in the role that you're in i mean quite honestly and i'm I'm sure that they feel the same way i mean you have one of the most important positions in the company being the safety safety director would you agree Uh,
0: (laughs) from a legal financial aspect absolutely (laughs) Um, absolutely Well,
3: if you're going to have james here uh soon yep uh, i'm gonna say james has the most important and Yeah. Hi, James. Yeah. yeah. Remember, yeah. remember yeah. me at Christmas. Okay. Second most important. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, no, I, I don't look at it that way. Uh, I consider myself more of a in a support role for our superintendents. Our superintendents are the most important people in the company. Gotcha. I, you know, I, broad strokes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're it's everybody there is great. Yeah. Um, but they are the
0: drivers.
1: Yep. And so one thing we found out is John is also humble too.
3: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, that's great. Patting James <laughs> on the back. Now I assume is James the one that signs the checks. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling.
1: Yeah, you no, know, we're gonna get James on enough future episode for sure. Yeah. You
0: now Ken saying Wilmings such a great company and one of the ones he would work for. I've noticed a lot in the general contracting industry. There's a ton of turnover. Do you guys experience that like everybody else, or not since I've been there? Okay. Um,
3: when you yeah, just it's hard to explain you know the what we have a different kind of culture there it's it's not a um you not if you walk in the door you don't feel like you're at a construction company you feel like you're mm-hmm. at an it place or something like that just everybody's genuine they're authentic mm-hmm. um, yeah. their core values they just they display it every single day yeah and we just happen to do construction
1: Yeah, there you go. That's a great way to put it. Mm. Uh, Extremely professional at every single level. Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, Let's get in the meat of this a little bit. So workers in the uh, engineering and construction industry face many hazards. Um, Construction sites are probably one of the most dangerous work environments on the planet. And I, I, I did some research and According to the OSHA rules of construction, in no case shall the prime contractor be relieved of overall responsibility for compliance within the requirements of all work to be formed under the contract. So that's a huge responsibility. It is. So you guys are responsible not only for your own folks, but ultimately for your subcontractors as well.
3: Um, You know, responsible is... Is a, um, uh, is a is is kind of a, a pretty broad term when you're looking at it from the OSHA and the law and and, and all mm-hmm. that. We have to exercise some reasonable care, and we do manage the the safety on the project. Mm. But ultimately, we hold our subcontractors responsible for their safety on their program. We are we're there to make sure that they're doing it.
1: Sure. So, what's the vetting process for your subcontractors? Um, you know, I uh, just, I mean, making, making sure that they abide by a certain level of safety requirements. Are we
3: uh, pre-bid or after? Um, like after, I suppose. Um, you know, we, we have some, we have some processes in place that, that help us control that and manage it. Um, you know, there's, there's contract language, but we know that when the contract gets signed, the, the requirements that we have in the contract about, you know, following rules and OSHA, this and that, and Uh, it's usually boilerplate stuff we know that doesn't get translated to the guys in the field Um, the VP of that company he's likely not going to see those guys for weeks Mm -hmm. you know so um, we have another program in place it's our subcontractor safety management plan Um, it's a three four page document that says here's our rules here's the submittals we require from you a safety plan site-specific safety plan a fall protection plan your SDS um competent person uh yep. training cards if 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 we if we want to ask for them sure um job site rules so on and so forth and they had that responsible person has to sign off on it mm-hmm. and we just tuck that away and then we have a project engineer just hound dog him for all those submittals and then sure um uh, we have a lot coming in so we don't get a chance to review every one of them mm-hmm. um, but at least we know it's there
1: yeah. So, um, like, I know like a JSA form, mm-hmm. the job safety analysis form. I know that's mm-hmm. a really popular thing. Mm-hmm. Do your subcontractors are, are they required to fill out those type forms? Yes, yep. yes, they are. Yep. And then, is that something that falls under you? Like, do you have to make sure that on every project, the subcontractors are following protocol and getting those turned in?
3: That is something that I'll back check. Our superintendent is you know, he's superintendent, yeah, yeah, he's the uh, he's the site <coughs> safety guy. Yep. Um, he's there every day. So uh him and his his on site staff they'll they'll run they'll spot check those and make sure that they're getting done
1: yep, yep the company I work for i mean safety is part of the culture i mean part of the core values are uh we're safe we're safer together mm. is what we say and um those forms for our company are called um r m s or risk management strategy mm-hmm. so there's like an r m s one form that's filled out by the project manager from like a thirty thousand foot type thing there's an r m s two form that the people the, like the guys who are the boots on the ground you know that's something they have to fill out on a daily basis <coughs> excuse me and then there's a rms3 form if there's that's like a, a hazard id type thing so i tell my guys like my surveyors i'm like you guys working in a very dangerous environment on a daily basis you know whether you're on a construction site working in the public right away working out in the middle of nowhere um you come across hazards every single day so again you know being very um, Um, Safety conscious The RMS3 form Is like a hazard ID thing So the Mm. guys can fill that out Like on a daily basis Like hey Like what was one I saw recently Um, Our guys were working Like in Florence And they were working Along a road In a a very rural area And there was a crop duster You know You know how it is out there These crop dusters Are flying all over the place And this guy I don't know if he was Just kind of being a jerk Or whatever But he was like Flying as low as he possibly could Like right over my guys You know To the point where They felt like it was It was definitely uh you know a a hazard or a risk so their the rms3 was you know had a crop duster you know flying extremely low over us multiple times we left the area basically so that's what it's for you know identifying a hazard and what you did to alleviate the hazard so it's pretty pretty handy and it just kind of keeps people in that safety mindset for sure right so do you have to like every every new project do you do you look at every new project from a safety perspective is that kind of what Um, you do
3: we do um i i also have another guy that works with me he's our field safety coordinator and um he does a lot of that uh we just we dive into the drawings um you know we're both skilled at at reading drawings um and we we look at the project we get our perspective we draw up our plan send it off to the project team say what do you guys think make some changes there if we have to and then we run with it
1: yep and there's so many things that you guys have to think about of course osha that's the obvious one but there's even like hazmat things right depending on what type of project it is and chemicals that might be used on the project and and risks that go along with that um do you get involved with like the the mut uh cd manual at all for like traffic control it's not really not
3: no that's that's usually that's that's um, in our subcontractors' scope. Mm-hmm. Typically, you yep. know, if they're the ones that are going to be working in the road, they they are in
0: control of it.
1: They're in control. of That so yep. any traffic control that needs to be provided, it's pretty much on them. Correct. Not you guys as the as the prime. Right. Gotcha.
0: Now, from a safety perspective, when you were saying earlier, you guys are diverse and you're just getting into more of the medical field. Is there a whole different you know booklet of rules or anything mm-hmm. like that with those jobs over your normal? retail space or something like that if you're doing
3: just medical office buildings no it's just like an office building uh just like any other you know commercial retail space or something like that but the minute you start getting into hospitals where they have a big infection control mm-hmm. programs then yeah that's a that's a whole other All whole of wax
0: yeah whole <laughs> other, yeah 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 for a whole sure. other headache, we'll say exactly, <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, so I imagine this probably isn't the the most fun part of your job, but I'm sure you're actively involved in any accident mm-hmm. investigations and stuff like that, right yeah um we um we had actually had lost an employee um about a year and a half ago, surveyor working in the public right away um and i'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story without hopefully getting choked up because I was, you know, <laughs> I, I knew this person very, very well. But, um, you know, it was probably probably one of the top two worst days of my life. And I'm going to share this, this story just because I think it's going to benefit a lot of our listeners because we have a lot of surveyors and stuff like that that listen to this show. Um, it was, it was a Wednesday morning, and I actually had the day off, and my wife and I were getting ready to go on vacation that morning. I just got out of the shower, and all of a sudden I get a call from another local surveyor. And no, he, a text, I'm sorry. He sent me a text and the text was, I hope your guy's okay. Um, and I'm like, what? You know, I didn't even know. I wasn't aware of anything that had happened. You know, I was off that day and everything. Um, so it just so happened that he had a surveyor that drove by the accident scene and saw one of our trucks out there. Uh, and it, it was pretty pretty horrific. But um, I I had no idea, you know, anything was happening at that point in time. So of course, I tried calling you know, my, my employee and no answer. Um, and I, you know, I was just calling, calling, calling. And at this point, you know, my heart's racing a million miles an hour. Um, so I'm like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? So I called the police department of the local jurisdiction and I'm like, you know, I'm so-and-so I understand when my employees may have been involved in an accident. And next thing I know, they, they said, hold please. And the commanding officer on the scene picks up and you know he told me what happened and everything and he said you know you probably should come out here if you could and um, so my wife and I actually jumped in the car and drove out to where this accident happened and you know by the time I got there of course he had been taken to the hospital but I parked walked up to the accident scene and you know here's a pile of his clothes and a puddle of dry blood and um, it was just like one of those things that is forever ingrained in my mind and um something i'll never forget for sure and then you know the days and weeks and months after that are they're awful it was it was a horrific experience and the the reason i tell that story is just for the benefit of our listeners you know right. if it's it's important you know i mentioned you know traffic control and stuff like that and a lot of our listeners are surveyors working on a public right away and you know they they have to abide by you know those safety expectations for sure yeah 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 so um what are some of the biggest challenges of your job
3: you know my my job is is if you go into it organized and you, you manage your day it's really not that challenging i can tell you my biggest challenge part of my job is phoenix traffic (laughs) <laughs> oh, awful right preaching to the we, choir <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not, not right. even i mean if you want to talk about near misses
0: yeah this is you Let's know do it.
3: three six seven a day mm. um because you know we have dozens of job sites that we have to travel to and this is what we do yep uh, we don't me and my other guy we don't have offices we our our trucks are our office mm. so We're out there on the road every day. Sure. And, um, you know, inside the the gate of our job site, we can manage all that stuff. We Uh can slow people down. We can make them pay attention. We can do all that stuff. Yep. The minute you leave that track out device, you're on your own. It's a battle. And that's my biggest challenge is being out there and trying to keep myself out yeah. of an accident, so yeah, yeah,
1: no question. With all the distracted driving and kind of yeah. like what we touched on earlier, it's it is a uh, it's a serious serious problem. It really
0: is, now no you're, you're a local guy here, obviously in the yes. valley. Um, you guys just want a job in Prescott. How far does Wilming travel for for work, and how uh, how often do you get out of the valley and hopefully out of the traffic?
3: Um, we are here most of the time, but there are plans to expand to Dallas, and I think well, I think Denver's on our radar as well. So Two
1: hopping areas, no doubt. Yes, yes.
3: Very, but, very active markets. Yeah. Drive-wise, the furthest right now is uh, Flagstaff.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: we got to have James uh, get you guys a, a corporate helicopter. That would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know. We'll work almost, on that, right? That seems
0: a little more dangerous. I don't know why, but they say, like, <laughs> it's less accidents than, than cars, uh, but... No, no, a Lear would be okay, too. <laughs>
1: so when you think about accidents, I mean, accidents happen all the time, Right. In in your experience, are you is are you under the impression that all accidents can be avoided with the right safety plan and situational awareness, I mean, or is, some things you just can't avoid? I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, that's a tough one. It really is because I mean, you, even if even if you're running the safest job site, there's going to be somebody there who's not paying attention to what is going on or the person behind them is not going to be paying attention. Yeah. So there's, when you, you, when you put the human factor into it, I don't think you can say that every, I mean, you can say it all day long, Mm -hmm. but I don't think you're going to stop it. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah.
1: It's a really good point. And, you know, there's so many little things that you can do, especially like on a construction site. You know, if you're working around an operator, make sure that there's that eye contact, of course. Um, You know, a lot of surveyors are working out in public right away. And, they, you know, they they have strobes on their trucks. They have cones. They have all their PPE on and everything. But the only, only hundred percent true way to keep them protected is to have like a barrier truck or mm-hmm. be surrounded by concrete barriers or something. And that's completely unrealistic. So, I think surveyors, for the most part, the best they can do the, the their goal and objective is to create awareness, right? So that. Traffic or what, whatever the potential hazard is is aware that they're there um that's about the best they can hope for honestly yeah um we. Got to the point where we were hiring off-duty police officers to provide traffic control, and it's a great service. You know, here it's like easy traffic services. I think you pay these guys like 40 bucks an hour to show up on on your job site, you know, and they're in uniform. They have a have a vehicle with the strobes, and it's just it's amazing how how much people slow down for that. Yeah. Versus your regular construction workers. You yeah. Know yeah yeah
3: no i would i would yeah you know, i'd say if if we were in a perfect world in every situation then yeah we can say accidents are preventable and that's i mean that's ultimately what we want to do yeah. um i think the the biggest piece of that is education totally they have to train our guys you yeah know, i mean there's there's still to this day there's companies out there that are showing up on our job sites yeah. and it's evident that their guys just don't mm-hmm. you know their their employer just didn't t- didn't take the time. Yep. Hired them as quickly as they could and put them out there on the job site.
1: Yep. Anyway. So what do you do in that situation?
3: They usually, they can usually, um, they're easily identifiable almost mm-hmm. right away. Yep. You can tell um, whether it's showing up without a hard hat, something <laughs> simple like wow. that, or yeah. without their high-vis vest. Um, you can you can tell. Uh, you can tell that maybe they've been working mm-hmm. in a different arena of construction, maybe sure. somewhere private where in custom, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, so in, in that case, uh we're going to stop them from working and we're Good we're, we're going to say it look it's it we're going to we're going to question them and say have you been trained for fall protection or mm-hmm. whatever and if the answer is anything but yes and here's my certifications um you guys are going to have to go away yeah um and get some training or we're going to stop and we'll we'll provide the training for you and you know help you out because we want to be good partners with everybody. So yep. we're not necessarily going to put the kibosh on everybody right then. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some some tools that, are, that we can use at our discretion to to make sure that they're taken care of.
1: Sure. It goes back to uh, if you see something, say something, right?
0: Right. right. Yep. Total side question when it comes to the training. Mm-hmm. Uh, are all your employees CPR certified? Yes. Is that part of it? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just saw something on the news. like yeah. Pima County. First time for 2019, not a single child drowning oh my gosh and they're saying it's just this increased awareness of cpr training and hmm. they had one close call and that was it wow interesting so that's pretty amazing i know are you cpr certified yeah yeah oh, man i'm behind the times are you jake man we better get to it i'm an instructor all right yeah. there we're you go after yeah. the show for the right price uh <laughs> yeah.
3: you can get certified get Yeah. a you couple of wellers and we're good to go <laughs> 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 oh,
0: that's great um, all right, so that was a side note. I apologize. They're just no, it's CPR. I, I, I'm fascinated by it. You are. So you teach it to your employees? Is it something do. that you guys like? Yeah. Get a large group? Do you break it down by when they just need recertification? Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. All yeah. right, I got this. There you go. You nailed it. <laughs> I've been paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> no. What
1: about uh, AED? Do you guys do that as well? We do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. And everybody, of course, is I'm sure first aid certified.
0: I'm telling you, this is. I feel the safest at this episode more than any other. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> well, it, I feel I, like we're in good hands. We got all stay here.
3: Can I talk a little bit about a training program that we? Yeah, just started. please do. So, Absolutely. Um, we do have we we have two separate academies at Wilming. One is the Wilming Academy, <laughs> which is really pretty cool and far out. It's, and James can better explain it uh, when you get him on. Yeah. But it's it's kind of a bare bones. This is how we do business. This is our story. This is what we've done. This is how we bid jobs, this is how we do contracts, and do, you know, and it's open to anybody in the company. So conversely we wanted to get some somewhat more organized on the safety side of things, so we started the Wilming Safety Academy. That's great. So we just had our first um session two weeks ago, two Fridays ago. And, uh, you know, it's going to start out with an OSHA 10. Yep. Then over the spring and summer, we'll talk about what we do internally for this or that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have guest speakers come in and talk about excavations and fall protection. Sure. And then it rounds out with an OSHA 30. So. That's awesome. Um, and we'll have CPR and first aid. All right. <laughs> you can count me in. All right. <laughs> yeah. you're, wa- you're welcome to join us. Excellent. No charge
1: that is cool and i i uh I of course follow you or we're connected on linkedin and i see you post things from time to time about the hot dog thing what's that all about
3: no uh, that's our safety dog day safety
1: dog day of course
3: yeah. yeah um you know we just wanted to we're always trying to think in different ways to get our safety culture perpetuated with all our trade partners and uh you know it's it sounds kind of cheesy sometimes but the What the intent is, is that on that day, we do a job-wide stand-down. And uh, depending on the job size, you know, if it's a huge project, then we require our subcontractors to break down and do a toolbox talk, stand down, and then come over and have some hot dogs. And then we give them T-shirts and nice. we chat with them. Um, I'm fortunate to, I already know a lot of our subcontractors. They recognize me, I recognize them, so it's a good, good time to... to the chat always get asked a lot of questions about this or that or people point things out to us that we didn't see so yeah it's a cool time it's you know just a good clean hour 20 minutes of fun so
1: yeah no it's really cool you guys do that and it's uh, again it's just it's building a safety culture it's creating awareness right um you can't have enough reminders i mean safety is in everybody's best interest let's face it yeah
3: i would say that that uh you know whether you're a company owner or you're a safety guy or you're a superintendent on a job site you got to be visible you have to be out there and if you walk the walk and talk the talk exactly. the rest just kind of falls in place
1: yeah no i think you nailed it right there no question
0: i'll just do anything for a hot dog so i need to go get a job <laughs> as a subcontractor <laughs> so you, you were okay so you were a combat veteran medic Right. And then you became a plumber, right. essentially. Right. And then you got into safety again. Was there a mentor that got you into the medic field, that got you into the plumbing field, and then into safety? How did that all... Um, my recruiter got me into the medic field. Okay.
3: <laughs> Was it like
0: that ASVAB test or whatever, and they well, said he, you'd he, be good at this?
3: N- n- no, I mean, I, I, if I remember correctly, you, you take that test, and it they determine that you might be qualified for... Any number of jobs that would fall into that score category. Uh, medic was one of them. I actually I wanted to go to the Army Rangers, and oh, nice. they said, "Well, we don't have any spots for for Rangers right now." So, but we got this cool medic spot, and you can go to training right here in San Antonio. So that's how they hooked me. They showed Stay close me, to home. They showed me a video of two guys in a jeep rushing out into the smoke with machine gun fire, grabbing some wounded guy off the ground, and hmm. yeah, you know, so I said, oh, "Okay,
0: I guess I can do that." So I was going to say, that excites him. It scares the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then as far as, like, the safety moving forward and where you're at now, um, was there, a, like you said, you had the accident that really encouraged you, but was there?
3: There, um, there was uh, the safety director that we had at uh, Wilming, or not Wilming, excuse me, um, FCI Constructors. His name was Raleigh Sorensen, and uh, he was a guy from way back. um had a degree in geology, I think, mm-hmm. and... Um, he was just a genuine kind of guy that the kind of guy the kind of safety guy that you want to talk to mm-hmm. um not in your face not do it my way or get out kind of deal he just had this genuine way of talking to you mm-hmm. and then you just kind of fell into place and um he was just uh, just a people guy shake your hand pat you on the back remind you the right way to do it and you would come across as, wow, that guy's my friend and yeah, I'm going to do what he says. Yep. So he he just had just smart, um thoughtful, humble,
0: yeah. And so do you it, model your style after that?
3: I think um some of it, yeah. Um our personalities matched. You know, just kind of easygoing and you know, we don't get excited about too much and
0: yeah. You're not a yeller. You're more of a let's let's do this the right well, way and move forward. Well, Let's, let's go back to that Phoenix traffic
3: (laughs) Yeah, Uh,
0: Uh, with my windows up. Yeah.
3: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I have a few things to say to people.
1: Fantastic. (laughs) So what, uh, what, what keeps you motivated?
3: Um, in the safety, on Mm -hmm. the safety aspect and stuff, you know, I just, I like seeing people do well, you know, I just, I, I like, um, I, I look at it from a perspective of, um, it's a humanitarian thing that I do. We're working with human beings, regardless of if they do dumb things or they do smart things. Uh, they've got people out there that care about them. They've got people that that they have to report to. Um, so seeing other people do well, that's what motivates me.
1: Yeah, and what you do, I mean, you have, like, obviously, like, measurable... Measurable Mm matrixes, you know, I mean number of lost day accidents and stuff like that, you know Um, It's 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 rewarding. I'm sure I mean everybody wants to get home safe to their families each and every night And that's everybody's ultimate goal in the industry that we work in and uh, You know you play a huge huge role in that so it's it's got to be a very rewarding uh, rewarding job it's
3: it's super cool that you know when you when you come off a brick big project and you put all those man hours together all the trades and everybody that was out there and your 800,000 man hours and not a single person got hurt out there. That's pretty cool. That's impressive.
1: And to put that into perspective, that's freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) I (laughs) mean, seriously, that's crazy.
0: So with the career path going back all the way through, um, is there anything you would tell your younger self now? Don't marry that
3: woman. (laughs) (laughs) No.
0: I'm surprised we haven't heard that answer before. To yeah, be honest, seriously, right? <laughs> oh, original and nailed it. Yeah.
3: Uh, career-wise, um, I don't know, man. I I feel like I made a lot of good decisions. Um, I would tell my younger self to um, stop and don't be so um, rash in your decisions. Think them through, and then then execute. Yeah, slow down a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: So, Ryan's still struggling with that.
3: Oh,
0: every day. Every single day of
3: my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. <man. laughs> no, I, I like the decision you and your wife made for your son. Yeah. About, it was, about it was, standing up. He yeah. Was,
0: it was mostly her motivation. i just stand behind her and go, yeah, I believe it. Let's <laughs> go. And, and then, yeah, like I said, I, I take him in the morning. So I'll give him the pep talk at the last second. Like, don't you back down. I, mean,
3: I, I got a feeling he's going to be recognized for that.
0: I hope so. I, I, I just want him to do what's right. Because there was another situation, I think, earlier this year or last year semester similar situation he filled out the apology letter or whatever and then he said he didn't do it and the teacher was like he filled out the apology letter so clearly he did and he in his six-year-old way said he kind of felt strong-armed into doing it so situations coming up again we're like no you're not gonna fool me once you know shame on you you're not gonna fool me again Use george w's yeah. Old line. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're gonna have to uh, give us the follow-up uh, next episode.
0: I can't wait. I'll be honest. I, I'm ready for a fight. But um, old reliable question. I don't know if you're a fan and listen to the show. Do you have a mantra that you live by beyond "Don't marry that woman"? <laughs> Which isn't bad, by the way.
3: Don't, don't, uh, don't. Jake, marry. Didn't,
0: Jake didn't hear that though. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't marry that other woman. <laughs>
3: um, just be nice. Be nice to people. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to be a jerk. There's no. um, I just I feel sorry for people who, who like to be like that. I just no. Be nice. Be courteous. Be respectful.
0: I heard something the other day on the radio. Somebody just said. Uh, if you have a chance to be nice today, go ahead and do it. it, it it's useful in the world, or it could be hurt used anything, in the world right? today. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm like, damn, that's just so simple, yet effective. Yeah,
1: yeah. if everybody uh, had that mindset, just think about it, you know?
0: Yeah, it would be a whole lot better place. Sure as hell would, no maybe, doubt about maybe it. Maybe there'd be better drivers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Doubtful. <laughs> well, John, we thank you for being here. Uh, is there anything maybe we hadn't brought up that you'd like to mention?
3: Um, You know... Uh, if, if I could do a little safety a safety share. Please do. Um, Love it. W- with a sur- it. It was involving a surveyor. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't a serious incident. It, it, it could have been. And, you know, that maybe you can put this on your checklist. Is, so we had a situation where we were digging some storm sewer. And it was a fairly large excavation. And, we, and then we had some spoil piles that were fairly high. There was an intersection where another piece of pipe was coming in at a diagonal. And uh, that had, that piece had been finished in backfield, and the surveyor was there doing as builds. And uh And he was behind the spoils piles. Mm. So the operator of the uh, excavator was just doing his thing, and he was, you know, dumping rock on top And a boulder about 10 inches in uh, diameter rolled down the other side and hit him in the back of the leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, it knocked him over, but he wasn't seriously injured. Mm. But, you know, that, that was a good opportunity for us to stop and say— hey, operator you know you got to look around surveyor yep. you got to let him know he's there yep um that kind of door so yeah acknowledgement is the key yes
1: you know if, if that surveyor would have made eye contact probably with the you know the operator maybe you know things would have been differently and thank goodness like you said it wasn't a serious incident yeah but uh, a, a great reminder nonetheless yep nonetheless yep. so um anything else thank you for that thank you for that i mean that, that, yeah, that's course. great safety shares uh take great pride in those on the show so
3: No, um, no, just thanks for having me. I've never been on a safety related podcast before.
1: (laughs) Well, you did great. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I appreciate everything you do for, uh, for, for safety in general, you know, it's, uh, and, and Wilmang's, uh, like we've talked about, you know, I keep, keep talking about how great of a company Wilmang is, but it's, it's one of the best companies in the Valley as far as I'm concerned. As far
3: as I'm concerned, it is probably in the Southwest. Yeah. Um, can I plug a little bit? Please do. Uh, we are l- really looking for good superintendents, mm-hmm. project engineers, field engineers, um, project managers. So just look us up on our website. Tell them I sent you. There you go. So,
1: That's um, John, Bingham. <laughs> John Bingham.
3: John Bingham. <laughs> John Bingham, Wilming Construction Safety Director. Uh, I, assume,
0: I assume the website is Wilming.com. Wilming.com, yeah. So thanks for letting me say that. Yes, yeah, that. Got,
1: yeah, absolutely, of course. Uh, anything else you guys got?
0: I just want to say that I learned the key to safety with surveying is visibility. It's that simple. Visibility. That easy. And your your story just confirmed that. So it all boils down to that one word.
1: It does indeed, does indeed. So, thanks again, John. Thank Appreciate you being thanks here. Thank you. thank you, guys. Give us a good plug. So, uh, maybe I we'll will. get James on for sure. I will. <laughs> I'm going to give him some some shit after this. Alright. Uh, yeah. Make sure I send him a link to your episode. I'm sure he's going to love it. Alright, cool. Uh, so, thank you. Uh, with that,
0: another one in the books, boys.
1: There you go. There you go. Let's uh, not forget to thank Social Hall, the iconic Studio One. Love being here, um, and thanks again to Mike Kenny. Uh, and what else? Check out the Geoholics at geoholicscom Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I think we're up to almost like 200 followers or whatever on our, our LinkedIn page. Check us out there. And, uh, you can listen or download our podcast at Apple podcast, Podbean and Spotify. If you want to be part of the cool kids and be a friend of the program, send us an email. It's really simple. Info at thegeoholics.com. We'd love to chat with you about that. Rush, Rest in peace, Mr. Peart. Limelight taking us out. Be safe, everyone. Thanks again to our friends of the program. Please be sure to check out Land Surveyors United at landsurveyorsunited.com, Unifly at unifly.arrow, badelf at bad-elf.com, and Parkland College at parkland.edu forward slash surveying.